Season 2, Episode 3 of Politically Correct, our weekly podcast that simplifies politics for the newest generation of voters. I'm Melissa Baker. And I'm Jack Thompson. We do the research and you hear the results. Today, we will talk about the latest news stories and take a deep dive into the drama that followed the Iowa caucus. We're talking voter fraud, cheating, and lying. This is politics. Were you expecting anything less? But first, let's dive into the craziness that was this last week in politics. Hillary barely edged out. Bernie Sanders in the Iowa caucus, as you may know. In fact, some polling places actually made the decision by a coin flip. But the biggest news isn't just that about Clinton this week. In New Hampshire, Anderson Cooper asked Hillary Clinton, quote, did, did you have to be paid $675,000, a reference to her fees for three speeches to Goldman Sachs, to which she responded, quote, I don't know, that's what they offered. Later, it was discovered that before running for office, she made over $9 million from, a spe- from appearances sponsored by banks, insurance companies, hedge funds, private equity firms, and real estate businesses. Now she says this money doesn't matter because she hadn't committed to running for president at that time and that she received the money before 2013. But the Sanders campaign is obviously going to target her, saying that maybe these big financial contributions will affect her political decisions. So... What do you think about this information, Jack? The fact that she got paid, like, a strangely odd amount of money, like, high amount Large. for just giving a speech. I would like to see uh, what other speakers are getting paid uh, in relation to how much she got paid. But, yeah. Sure. She That's definitely a lot of money uh, to speak. It was three different spe- uh, speeches, right? Yeah, three different appearances okay. Okay. for almost $700,000. So... so. Yeah. Let me. Okay, it's two hundred twenty-five thousand yeah. a speech, and to me, that like, seems like a lot. Oh, that seems like a ton. People so, don't make two hundred twenty-five in a year, mm-hmm. or two, three, four years. I don't know. And it's it's like an hour, maybe even a day. But we don't we already know that she gets a lot of money from yeah people like banks and right. big, these big banks. So she does. Not, we yeah we talked about all the money that she did get from big banks. So I think it's just more information on that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's almost more about... It, does, it doesn't this, help her cause, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't. And it's almost about, like, the subtleties, the way they're giving mm-hmm. her money. Like, instead of just a donation, it's sort of like a yeah. come speak for us and, like... And she did it before 2013. Right. So. That's part of what the debate's about. Yeah. Um, I thought, too, do you think sort of this question by Cooper is okay? Like, should he be able to ask her about the private money she made like three years ago? Because technically this isn't a campaign donation. That's kind of just like, that's a pretty private question. It's pretty private, but then again, she is running for office. Right. And she's running for president of the United States. So I don't know. I, you probably, the, the you get asked a lot of hard questions when you kind of open yourself up yeah. to those kind of questions, especially when... You have kind of a shady past with funding and emails and all that. So I could see how it's a little bit intrusive to ask what their financial situation was three years ago. But I don't know. She's running for president and he asked it. So that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think – I don't know how much – uh, it's going to matter, but I I thought it was interesting because I feel like we've heard a lot about how this money has maybe 
will play a part. I mean, we don't know. We've never seen her as president, so we don't know how much it's going to play a part. But it, to keep hearing things like this, it mm-hmm. certainly can't help her campaign. Not at all. After the caucus, Governor Mike Huckabee, Senator Rand Paul, Martin O'Malley, and Rick Santorum all dropped out of the race. No candidate endorsed a fellow running mate except Rick Santorum, who endorsed Marco Rubio on his way out. Melissa, why do you think most campaigners didn't endorse another candidate? Yeah, I thought this was interesting. Um, Personally, I bet it's just because maybe they don't have enough of a following. I mean, to me, it's kind of like asking someone who to vote for when maybe only a thousand, two thousand people voted for them because the reason these four people dropped out of the race are because they had small, small percentages of the vote. So I bet the reason that Santorum and I, Santorum, I don't know the exact um, percentages for each one, but I'll bet he probably had the biggest following, which is why his endorsement maybe mattered the most. But at the same time, eventually everyone's going to drop out except two. So we're going to have to keep hearing endorsements from anyone who drops out after this will probably hear endorsements from them. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I'm not sure. Do, do you think it's interesting, though, that Santorum, one, endorsed Rubio? And then, like, how much do you think that Rubio endorsement will actually help Marco in his running? Rubio is really close behind Trump. He actually got third. And maybe this endorsement will just give him that little bit of edge that he needs to get past Trump. And whoever supported Santorum in the past might convert over to Rubio instead of... Because all the other candidates didn't really give an endorsement. So their supporters really have the few of them. Really, Mm -hmm. I wonder what they're going to do. Right. But Santorum... Maybe he's, maybe his supporters are going to go support Rubio now. Yeah, and I think it's cool whenever um, someone drops out of the race but then endorses someone because mm-hmm. I think it means it's like good sportsmanship and it means mm-hmm. like, you know, you do have someone that you would trust just as much as yourself. Maybe right. not just as much, but would love them as a second option. We know, who's, we know who he's voting for. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool to see that Rubio endorsement and – It's not going to hurt him, you know, Mm -hmm. no matter how much it helps, even if it's one or two people, it's going to be worthwhile. So do you think they're talking about endorsements? Do you think there is any value to these general endorsements? Because last episode we talked about like hundreds of celebrity endorsements. Do you think an endorsement means that much anymore since so many exist? I don't know. I'm trying. I I obviously can't speak for anyone else. And but whenever I hear an endorsement. I don't really like. Oh yeah, I, I guess if I if someone I had particular interest in right said they endorsed someone, I guess I would uh, give that person a second look or whatever. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't really know how this day and age if endorsements really will help because we see right. we see advertisements all the time, and that doesn't mean you're gonna go exactly. You see McDonald's advertisement that doesn't mean you're gonna. Get it up off your couch and go eat McDonald's. Yep. So, yeah. Santorum, he said Rubio. I don't know. It, what do you think? Um, I feel pretty similarly. I think there are a lot of endorsements out there, and I think maybe it just comes with ego and people thinking like, oh, everyone cares what I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's going to care about what I think. But I I think um, 
it's worthwhile. If you feel passionate about a candidate and you want to convince, you know, everyone you know to vote for them, absolutely. Maybe, but Maybe Santorum has some sort of agenda or he was getting right, paid. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I always wonder that too mm-hmm. with certain endorsements. Like, I know it, it probably isn't, but right. with certain people, I'm like. Makes you think. Yeah, for sure. What what the yeah, maybe Santorum had some political agenda and Rubio offered to help make it happen if he get gets elected. So mm-hmm. for sure it's something to think about. Um and then after seeing these four candidates drop out, do you have any predictions for future dropouts or any guesses for what's gonna happen in the next couple after the next couple of primaries? Uh Ben Carson, Jeb. Bush. Yeah, Jeb, that'll be weird. If he drops out, because for a while people were saying how he had all this extra funding and how like the polls were one thing, but once we started voting, he's still at like one percent, right? Right, he's still yeah. almost nothing. Yeah. So. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? We'll we'll wait and see. I think in the next couple of weeks we'll definitely see. Um, I think Carson will be soon to go. I think Trump will hang on, but he obviously doesn't want to be embarrassed mm-hmm. here. He's already been successful, I think, even in not becoming president by getting his name out there. Obviously, his business is only going to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he'll quit while he's ahead, though. Right. Know? That's what I'm thinking. Like, be like, you know what? Screw you guys. That's just that seems like something that he would do. And right. Quit while he's ahead, so he doesn't yep. have to spare him some embarrassment. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, and and speaking of sparing him some embarrassment. That is exactly what we're going to talk about in today's deep dive, the insanity that followed Iowa. After Monday's caucus, the big news was that Donald Trump lost, despite the fact that most polls gave him a large lead. But even bigger news was his reaction to the loss. Here is a video of Ted Cruz to explain. All right. Are you going to ask him about the Trump tweet store? Tell us a little bit about your thoughts that uh, well, Trump go. wants not only to do a redo of the Iowa caucuses, but thinks that your results should be nullified. <laughs> well, listen, it, it is no surprise uh, that Donald is throwing yet another temper mic? tantrum, or if you like, yet another Trumper tantrum. Classic. <laughs> the classic pun. <laughs> Ted Cruz executed perfectly. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, um... You can hear the interviewer tell Cruz that Trump wants to redo the election and maybe nullify the votes, which obviously won't be happening. Um, But Trump is right about some dirty play by Cruz. So here are the facts. Um, On the day of the caucus, teams of Cruz supporters told Carson supporters that Ben Carson was suspending his campaign after Iowa and told the Carson fans not to waste their votes on Carson, who would maybe eventually suspend his campaign, and instead use their votes toward Ted Cruz. Um, Secondly, there was a suspicious mailing violation where certain Iowans were giving essentially report cards with scores of 55, 65, or 75 percent, translating to Fs, Ds, and Cs, which basically put social pressure on non-voters to vote. So basically these report cards would come in the mail and say, like, you have a 55% voter score, make sure you go to the polls. Wow. Now, the mailing violation never said to vote for Cruz, but it did tell you to improve your score, you should go vote. What do you think about the the weird mailing thing? I I don't – it was pinned to Cruz because it was his administration that distributed – Yeah, but it doesn't say – Did it have his name on it? No, nowhere. It didn't say from the Cruz administration. Nothing. 
And it wasn't to everyone. It was, it seemed like to random people. It wasn't, I don't know how many people got it, but lots of people got it and it wasn't. It's interesting. And the, the only numbers that they were given were 55, 65, and 75, and they were all random. It's a little weird, but they were all random. Yeah, nothing. So even if you're like, I voted like every single year exactly. for the past 20 years, and I got like an F. Yep. Huh. Yeah, it's a little it, weird. And it wasn't like a, there wasn't like 56, 57, like there were three yeah. percentage options, and you got one random one. That's really weird. Yeah. That's an interesting way to spend campaign dollars. I know. That's what I thought, too. And I wonder, like, how much did Ted Cruz actually have to do with it, or was yeah. this like somebody who really wanted him to win in Iowa. I mean, it. yeah, it, it's it's cool to see that they're trying to get people out to vote that might right. not necessarily voted without that. I wonder how effective it was. Um, I don't think there's any dirty play in that. I mean, it's a little bizarre. Yeah, but for sure. That doesn't, it's not telling them who to vote for. It's just telling them to vote. Right. Maybe they're pretty confident in that most Iowans who aren't voting would vote Cruz. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, about the first story with Carson telling – or with Cruz telling Carson supporters yeah, um, to vote for him. But then that just comes – like, I wonder – that's not really Cruz's doing. It's his followers, right? Supposedly, yeah, it's his campaign, but I mean, you are yeah. your, the reflection of yeah, your campaign. That's a little weird. And at the same time, I guess the reason that this was rumored was because Ben Carson told some news outlet that he was going to go home after the Iowa caucus just to like visit with family for like a day and have a, some downtime and then go back to New Hampshire for the next primary. So Cruz misinterpreted that, or at least miscommunicated that to people as he's giving up after Iowa. So after this all happens, Carson gets a distant fourth. I think it was like 27%, 24%, 23%, and then 9% was Carson. Um, so, like, how would you feel if you were Ben Carson and you realized this happened and you uh, were such a distant fourth place? Yeah, that just – politics are a, game, a word game. And you got to be careful what you say because it can definitely be turned against you. Like, yeah. Like, and it's unfortunate. And I feel bad for that guy. Even if you don't like him, he's still, that's not fair. Right. And it's, I feel like this stuff happens sometimes where. And I wonder. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's been times before where people demand recounts. Like you mm -hmm. were talking about earlier how Bernie. Maybe he's just giving excuses for, maybe Carson's giving excuses yeah. for his bad results. His low numbers. Because for yeah. a while there, Carson was just blowing it out of the water. And then mm -hmm. he just said a couple crazy things. And now he's back towards the bottom. But yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. Um, I, do you think this Ted Cruz foul play will affect his turnout in New Hampshire next week? No. I don't think so. Yeah. he'll either continue doing it, and I don't think people really care that much. Right. I think at this point Trump has made himself a big enough name for, like, yeah. starting stuff like this that people are just, like, they're not going to yeah. believe it. They can do their own research. Mm -hmm. And it's not – this is the whole issue with politics. It's like walking this line of what's okay and what's not, you know. How, how far is too far? Because is the report card okay? The report card's okay, but – is is getting your campaign to tell other people to vote for you know at the end of the day you're just telling them to vote for someone but you're giving them false information mm -hmm. like how responsible is the voter to know that on their own yeah it, it's kind of propaganda but 
again, it's like it's just word of mouth. I don't yeah. know. It's interesting. And uh, so Rubio made big news for his very close third um, with Cruz's foul play and Trump's Trumper tantrum. Do you think this will improve his chances in New Hampshire? I actually do. I think Rubio and his whole campaign was super excited about their third place finish. I know the Daily Show made fun of him for calling third place first place because he was so excited, but he wasn't supposed to do that well. So I think his great turnout will give his campaign momentum. I think Trump is going crazier than he was, which will hopefully, maybe, reduce his votes. And then I think Cruz just kind of looks shady. So we'll see. Um, But, yeah, I think absolutely. I think New Hampshire's a a fresh slate for these guys, and I think if Rubio can pull it off, it's – he got the Santorum um, mm-hmm. endorsement, so yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think? If Trump does end up dropping out, which he might not, but that's at second, you know, if right. he's not there, he technically uh, Rubio came in second. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously he was not expecting that. Um, I don't know. I well, I I really don't know. We'll have to see in New Hampshire. Obviously, I think I don't think he'll do worse. Do right. You? Uh, no, I don't think if he anything could do his worse. numbers will go up, he might not move a position, but he right. might, he'll do better. Right. And uh, as as the um, primaries keep happening, and, more and more people are just going to drop out, right, leaving get, more mm-hmm. and more votes available for these yeah. these three guys. And I think it'll come down to those three. If Carson, I don't think Carson or Jeb Bush will pick up any votes, and mm-hmm. so it's going to be Rubio, Cruz, and Trump. And I think Trump will quit while he's ahead because. People say, did he really ever even want to be president? And now this is like a real possibility for him. So we'll see. I don't know how serious this he's still taking it. What are your New Hampshire predictions for the Republican Party after all this? Uh, and also, do you think that more drama will unfold there? Um. Yeah, so my predictions, I bet um, I would probably say Cruz will win and barely edge out Rubio, and I think Trump will get third. Um, that's my just my prediction. And right now the polls have Bernie Sanders up like 50 – or no, 20 points over Clinton. So I, I bet he'll be able to win in New Hampshire, especially after he wasn't supposed to win, and he almost did in um, Iowa. Last time through, um, the New Hampshire caucus, Hillary Clinton had um, some of her supporters – bust thousands of her supporters bust to new hampshire from new york and really? and supposedly that affected the turnout right because oh, that's crazy. I, they gave her point that gave her percentages yeah no that's that's crazy yeah. to me but so what do you think as far as like drama unfolding there again? like i think these first couple states are so crucial to these candidates mm-hmm. because it gives you so much momentum so I absolutely think something will happen. This time it was sort of in the Republican Party. So, yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. put it past. And Sanders it so has looked so good this whole time. And it's been so close. There's so right. much pressure on her. On yeah. Both of them. I think, right, I think it could be something out of the Bernie campaign. They've been such a good campaign so mm-hmm. far. So I feel like maybe something will happen that will really throw them off their tracks. What do you think as far as drama or your predictions? I don't know. I think we should keep an eye. Obviously – after the first caucus, we need to keep an eye, a closer eye on all the candidates because they've proven to be, some of them have been, have proven to be less than trustworthy. Yeah. 
and um, we'll have to keep our eyes open to these hijinks, like mailing report cards and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see what will unfold Mm -hmm. in New Hampshire. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Politically Correct. Listen next week for our weekly news highlights and our deep dive into the most pressing political issues of our generation. Keep up with us throughout the week by following our Twitter account at Podcast. That's P-O-L-I-C podcast on Twitter. Do you have a suggestion for a future deep dive or a news story on our show? Let us know and email us at politicallycorrectpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next week when we will have a special guest who you will absolutely love. In the meantime, enjoy the Super Bowl and have a nice week. This has been Melissa Baker and Jack Thompson. We'll talk next week.